welcome to Central Coast Chat, the podcast all about what's happening in the Monterey County area. I'm your host, Angelica Cabral, a reporter and podcaster with the Salinas Californian, part of the USA Today slash Gannett Network. In anticipation of Toro Park reopening at the end of this month, we spoke with Brian Flores, an operations manager with Monterey County Parks, about why it was closed and how they're preparing to bring back the public. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and just the background and the work you do? Sure. My name is Brian Flores. I'm one of three county parks operations managers. I manage Toro Park, Jack's Peak, uh, the Fort Ord open space the county owns, and the parks and open space in East Garrison. And I've been with the county for about 11 years now and uh, enjoy working for the for the public and I've been doing this parks operations job for about the past year since February. Can you tell me a bit about Toro Park? That's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, you know, it's a landmark here. So tell me a bit about its history. Sure. So Toro Park, um, the land was, was dedicated to the county uh, back in the 70s. Um, as a as a open space as well as a picnic areas things like that uh, there's approximately 5,595 acres which includes uh, approximately 800 acres of the um, historic Marks Ranch and uh, we have uh, uh, many many mountain biking hiking and equestrian trails in the county open space um, of the park and then as well as uh, picnic areas down in the, the lower areas of the park. And uh, it's used by thousands of people. We have approximately 100,000 visitors a year uh, to the park. Um, on busy weekends, it's not uncommon to have a few thousand visitors per day. Um, so it's a, a very, a very uh, uh, sought after park and destination for both visitors and uh, local community members as well. So tell me about what happened to Toro Park during fire season last year. Sure. So um, when was it? August August 16th, I believe, was the date the fire started. Uh, it was caused by a lightning strike um, on Toro property, uh, the top of Pine Canyon, and proceeded to burn for about three weeks uh, during that time the fire uh, burned through about 4,000 acres of, of the Toro Park open space um, burning over most of the trail network at one point about three four days into the fire the fire did approach um, the incident command which was set up at Toro Park and approached our, our shop and uh, the ranger house that is there. And um, so it was pretty intense during that time, um, trying to protect uh, um, both the incident command and our, our park resources. And so after that, uh, the fire kind of headed south, burned along the ridge, uh, along River Road, all the way down to, uh, to Gonzales, I believe. Um, and so it caused a, a, a lot of uh, issues for subdivisions that are along that area. And then, of course, we had to keep the park closed for it for, to, to rehab the park as well as just kind of give nature a time to, 
to heal itself. Um, but it was a natural occurring event. The park had not had a significant wildfire that nature in, in recorded history well over 100 years. Um, there have been some small fires here and there, but for the most part, not a large wildfire uh, like took place. And are there some ways that you prepare for fire season? Sure, we, we often um, will limb up trees to get them off the ground so that if a fire does occur, uh, it stays on the ground and doesn't jump into the canopy. Um, often you hear ladder fuels and those are the grasses and vines and low shrubs and things like that that can get up into the canopy of the trees and um, destroy the trees. So we'll do that, vegetation mowing, uh, weed abatement. Uh, we do have two grazing leases that are in Toro Park area, one on the east end of the park and one on the west end. And so the cattle um, assist with keeping the, uh, the vegetation down to a minimum. And, uh, and then we also work with Cal Fire, uh, the Gavilan crew uh, out of Soledad Prison to assist with um, you know, removing dead and downed wood uh, fire fuel, helping with tree maintenance, things like that. So we do a lot of work, but in the event of a large wildfire like this, you know, it's, um, it, it comes so fast and it has, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, if there's a lot of wind pushing it, um, and picking up embers and things like that, that it, there's at times just not a whole lot you can do to prepare for something like that, but we do our best to keep, especially around the park roads and things like that, where, um, sparks can occur around barbecue areas. You know, we keep the tree limbs high and, and try to do a good job of, of preparing as much as we can. So finally, the park is going to be opening up again soon. How have you been preparing for that? So since a, a vast majority of the trail network was impacted by the fire, um, approximately you know, 70 to 80% of our trail network was overrun. Um, we've been removing hazardous trees that um you know the the interior of the tree has been burned out or there's hazardous limbs so we're doing a lot of tree work um trail maintenance has occurred um from some of the the rain that we had over the winter um it created some minor erosion issues and so we've had some great community support um from a couple of the different um, bicycling organizations such as the highway 68 hillbillies and the norcal cycling group so they've been doing um, some trail work for us, uh, getting pipeline ready and, and some of the other uh, more popular biking trails. And um, and then when the wildfire occurred, it pushed a lot of the wildlife down into the improved areas, the picnic grounds of the park. So we've had a lot of uh, turf damage from wild pigs coming down into the park. So we've been repairing those areas as well as turkeys creating issues with um, roosting on the picnic tables and things like that so we're we're having to um to repaint and pressure wash things and, and get all of their um turkey remnants washed away <laughs> and um and then also the closure has allowed us to do some of those deferred maintenance items that are are difficult to do when people are in the park um so we're adding new sand to the volleyball courts uh, painting the um, basketball court, getting fences mended, uh, doing utility work, things like that, that um, so that the, the park is, uh, is ready to go. 
What are some things that visitors should know when they go to the park once it reopens? Sure. Um, probably the, the greatest thing that the public can do to assist with Toro's recovery, which is going to be a multi-year effort. Um, you know, with additional rains next year, we could see increased you know, erosion and landslides and things like that. Um, there are areas of the park that burned hotter than others that seed bank was destroyed the soils become hydrophobic uh, whereas water doesn't soak into that and those hillsides are still barren and black and a lot of the natural vegetation barriers that kept people on the trails and out of the the sensitive habitat in, in creeks and drainages um, is gone and so we're really going to be um, asking the public to stay on the designated trails that even though they could you know cut across a canyon or things like that because there's no more shrubs um you know please don't do that because you know their their footprints their travel paths can cause you know more erosion uh, in the future um to not approach wildlife you know they're stressed uh, they haven't had people in the park for about eight months now so they're not really used to the the crowds like we typically expect but um you know, have some uh, respect for nature, give give it time to heal, and, you know, abide by all of the uh, the posted signage and, and COVID protocols and things like that to keep everybody safe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. New episodes of our podcast go live on our website every Friday at 4 p.m., and you can also listen to us on iTunes. Just search Central Coast Chat. For more of our coverage, check out our website, www.thecalifornian.com, and follow us on Twitter, at Sound News.